hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is a guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right back runner. He's not Dan Grafton. He's just fought. Still Grafton. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Still Grafton. This is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Vanderbush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Victor. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. A sheer stagger by a big left hand. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode number 70 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who dropped the gloves and the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. The Five for Fighting podcast is a proud member of Six Pack Media Coverage. Six Pack Media Coverage is a group that covers not only sports, but fitness, health, travel, sports betting, lifestyles, anything in general. They cover it all. Um, I got to thank the guys for bringing me on to the, the media group. And, you know, it's been a great couple months so far, and we're looking to see where the future holds. And, um, you know, they got they got a show for everybody, and they're actually doing a March Madness bracket right now, and you can actually join. So if you go to the Six Pack Coverage website or the Twitter, I'm sure they have a link to it. I believe I retweeted it earlier. You can go there and get your fix in for March Madness brackets and win some prizes. And uh, I believe the top five winners will get some prizes. So I encourage you to go over there and check out Six Pack Media Coverage. Today's guest, we have a returning guest, and that is none other than Mr. Jack Gregg. Jack was a fantastic guest. I had him on, oh man, I, I think I say it off the top of the interview. It's been a long time, probably a year, year and a half ago. Uh, it was a little bit of a change of pace. We talk a little bit of fights here and there, but we also talk about what it's like as a former tough guy to be coaching a junior hockey team. He's the head coach of the Junior Islanders, and we go over that and what it was like to kind of coach some of the guys you see in the ECHL or even the NHL now. Um, it was a lot of fun interviewing Jack, and he's a fantastic dude. I told him I definitely got to get him back on the podcast again. Um, we were running; I was a little strapped for time that night. I forget, but I think my wife and I had to go somewhere, um, so it kind of sucked. But uh, oh, it was t- about time to run the dog out. That's what it was. I felt bad because we always run him out at nine o'clock and um, interview. Both of us were running late. I had a computer update going on, and then Jack was running a little late. Worked out. I was doing this damn update for the computer thinking, you know, oh, it won't take long. Fuck, 30 minutes go by. It was on like 23%. So um, at that point, I just like restarted the damn computer and got everything going. But, uh, you know, of course, before we get into the interview, I got to mention the usual suspects. Of course, Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. As you can tell by the name, Joe is an Islanders-based podcast that covers um, strictly Islanders enforcers and tough guys. Um, he does a phenomenal job. Bang up job, actually. Um, he just had on, I believe, Yuka from Finland to talk about uh, Ukrainian tough guy. I know uh, Finland with everything going on over there in Ukraine. So Yuka's uh, kind of in the know since he's right there in Finland. Um, I'm trying to think of who it was that they were talking about. My apologies. I didn't get to today. Today I was actually really busy at work. It was kind of balls to the wall. Um, I'm leaving in two weeks for North Carolina, so I'm trying to catch uh, the, the new guy that's coming in to take my place at the job site. I've got to kind of catch him up on everything. So it's been um, been wild, and none to, to say the least. Who was it that he had on here? Oh, yeah, it was uh, Sruboka, um, who was a Ukrainian hockey player, and he's actually currently fighting in the um, – and the Ukraine-Russia war going on right now. So pretty eye-opening stuff over there with Joe and Yuka. Um, I did listen to, a, I think I listened to like the first 10 minutes of it maybe. Um, so I apologize if I say the name wrong as well. But uh, that's all I was able to get to, to get to today. I was kind of in and out of the truck a little bit, but not too, too much. Um, but Joe does a fantastic job. I encourage you to go check out his podcast. Uh, Paul Cruz, Kerry Clark, uh, Dean Ewan, 
Trevor Gillies. The list goes on for guests he's had. He does a phenomenal job. Uh, any guy that's been in the Islander system, whether it's the Bridgeport Sound Tigers or the ECHL Club, which I think now is the Worcester Railers, I think. Um, Joe's got him on there, so he does a phenomenal job. I encourage you to go check out Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. And, of course, who can forget Darren over at the Fourth Line Voice. Darren does a great job. I had, Let's see, his last episode. No, he didn't have a guest on his last episode, um, but he did do a, a recent one with uh, with Doug Smith. That was a phenomenal interview, and I encourage folks to go check out Darren over at the Fourth Line Voice and his YouTube channel. He uh, actually just uploaded or uploaded a couple of Kerry Clark clips. Can't really say that ten times fast. Um, some Sharky stuff. I the, the fight with Toporowski and Toporowski gives it to him a little bit. That's 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 a mismatch there. Toporowski. This is like prime IHL, and fuck Topper was just mean in the IHL, man. Um, but I encourage you to go check out um, Darren over at the Fourth Line Voice. He does a phenomenal job. Like I said, he's had many guests on Joey Tedarenko, Josh Mazer, John Morasti, Steve McIntyre. The list goes on with both those guys, Joe and Darren. So uh, go check those out. I'm going to try not to make this too, too long. I know you're here for Jack Gregg, and uh, that's the the main event, so to say. But I don't really have anything else for you guys. That's, uh, that's kind of the intro here. I'm just going to plug the podcast real quick. So if you want to follow the podcast, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, doesn't matter. Uh, just search five for finding podcast. It'll come right up. And I encourage you to check out my YouTube channel. As you know, if you've listened to the show for a minute, you, uh, you know, I've gotten into the ECHL this year. So I've been uploading all the ECHL fights. I'm going to be in the process once the off season hits to kind of go back from last season and upload some fights. Uh, Darren had asked if I could dig up any Garrett hunt or, um, who was the uh, Matthew Gagnon fights from last season because Garrett Hunt had, I believe, three fights. And I uploaded the one with him and Kyle Newber a while back, but then I uploaded the other two he had with, um, I think it was Fournier. So he had two pretty good ones there. It was with his time in Wheeling last season. And then I uploaded the remaining Matthew Gagnon fights from last season. He had a couple good ones. He had, I, I put it up there. It was like part of the fight of the year, toe to toe battle. Hasn't, I haven't seen a fight like that in a while. Um, it was for uh, Gagnon and Stevenson, uh, Stevenson of Allen, the Allen Americans. Um, that was a really good one, and Gagnon's got a really sick t- uh, TKO on somebody from the Americans as well. So I encourage you to go check out the YouTube channel. I'm uploading daily. Oh, I shouldn't say daily. Anytime there's a game uh, game day, I should say, if there's fights in it, it'll be uploaded that evening or early the next morning. Typically, most of the time I try to do uh, the evening of so people can go back and see it, but it all depends on when the game finishes. Obviously, the games that are out west a little bit, like you know Idaho or Utah, typically those those will be uploaded the next morning because they may not finish till about eleven thirty at night. But the weekend ones will st- typically be up. So I encourage you to go check out the YouTube channel. Uh, so far, I haven't been shut down by the ECHL. I know um, I, I actually asked this question in the ECHL board, basically because I know the the previous seasons. Um, not la- I don't think anybody tried to upload last season, but before that. The ECHL had a big issue with removing videos and taking them down if you posted fight videos. But from my understanding, what it might have actually been was not really the league doing it. It was the streaming provider. Because you see, I remember seeing videos a while back of like, you know, fans recording stuff and that was all fine. But it was the stuff that was TV recorded, I believe, that was all taken down. I don't believe any stuff that was recorded by the fans, you know, in the crowd or whatever. Um I don't think any of that was actually taken taken down, excuse me. So I think it was actually the streaming provider, and it looks like Flow Sports, who does the providing now, um, you know, they let me have free range with it. So I haven't been haven't gotten any warnings or a stern talking to yet. Only only with YouTube with putting age restrictions or taking videos down, which is ridiculous. I don't get why HockeyFights.com, Sportsnet, and other channels can upload their fights with fucking zero repercussion, but yet they take the little guy down. So. Um, we're on the road to a thousand subscribers. We're almost at 700 now. It's kind of, you know, I won't say taken off. It's a slow, steady climb, but it's, you know, I think a little bit faster than I expected. So it's been nice. I kind of try to share around as much as I can throughout fight groups, you know, enforcer appreciation, um, Williams group out there with hockey fights and brawls. And then occasionally on the ECHL boards, I I don't want to spam the ECHL stuff too much, um, or self promote that much in there. So typically I just only post the, the fight videos and the occasional fight topics in there. So, um, but anyways, guys, I'll get out of here. That was already, you know, we're, I try to keep these under 10 minutes, so only at the eight-minute mark. But like I said, if you want to follow the podcast, just search Five for Fighting Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. It'll pull right up. So without further ado, oh, one real quick thing. Also, if you could please rate and review the show, that would be greatly appreciated. 
uh, ratings actually just started out on Spotify. It's pretty recent that they started uh, coming out. So um, I encourage you to please rate and review the show. If you like it, give it a, a five stars, four stars. If you don't like it, give it one star, whatever the case is. But it'll help the show grow and become bigger, and we can get these guys' stories out there. So um, anyways, without further ado, we'll pass it over to Jack Gregg. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode, and I will see everybody next week. Here is Jack Gregg. Thanks, guys. This should be good. This should be very good. <laughs> All right, man. So here we are today with a guy who I've had on the show. It seems like forever ago now at this point. Holy cow. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's been at least over a year, year and a half maybe. Um, but he's now the head coach for the Junior Islanders, and that is one Mr. Jack Gregg. Jack, how you doing tonight, man? I'm uh, doing great, Alec. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me again. Of course, man. I appreciate. Well, we had the you know the the lovely trials and tribulations of Zoom, uh, you know, audio and video and everything like that. And then my computer was updating, so gotta love it. This is my first interview I've done in probably like a month and a half, two months now. And of course, you know, all this stuff has to go go with it naturally. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I didn't help much anyway, you know. So, but no, uh, thanks good, for uh, your patience. <laughs> Absolutely, patient. um, us all older guys, right? So. Well, hey, like I said, you know, this Zoom stuff is still kind of new to me. Like, I just started uploading to the YouTube yeah. not that long ago. So, um, you know, it's all it's learning learning curve, we'll say the least. Um, but, you know, so you're actually the head coach of the Junior Islanders. And I had you kind of explain it to me because I, I before we got going here, I uh, for the folks listening, I said, you know, I it's funny doing all these interviews. I actually know probably more about Canadian junior teams than I do in the U.S., you know, with Junior A, Junior B, Major Junior out there. Um, in Canada, but like, so down here, you're actually the head coach of the junior Islanders, which is a junior team here in the U S yes, it's, uh, we're PL junior Islanders. Uh, we, we are, uh, let's say sponsored by the New York Islanders, but we are, uh, uh, they're behind us. Um, we have a youth, uh, youth organization that, uh, you know, fills teams from, from Mike to midget, but, uh, uh, we have a two, two junior teams, that they're that play in the USPHL. Uh, it's a league, uh, junior league here in the United States. It's all across the whole country from, uh, from Maine all the way to California. Um, so I coach the premier, uh, junior Islanders and we have a, uh, what's called NCDC. That's a tier two. That's, uh, that's the, the next league up premier is tier three. So basically we're, we're, uh, we get our players out of U18 and we recruit, uh, off Long Island, off, off, you know, on Long Island. And we uh, we try to put the kids up through through the system uh, from uh, from from 18 to Premier to NCDC um, and uh, on to college. Right on, man. Well, before we get into some of the, mm -hmm. kind of like your alumni and the kids that who, who got going before, like to name one, Jimmy Mazza, who fought LeBlanc, PL3, who just yeah. kind of came in for the uh, for the what was it Trois Rivier up in the ECHL. Um, so. You know, you had the hockey school before you actually got the head coaching job. It was uh, was a Jack Gregg hockey, right? That's what it was. Yeah, Tack hockey. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I uh, still have it. Uh, uh, it's 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 uh, my business where I um, I teach on the side where I run uh, skill development clinics, uh, lessons, summer camps. Um, I'm still still doing that. I'm kind of that's starting to ramp up again for me that our season just ended. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm got a lot going on, say, a lot of things man. in the fire right now. Yeah. Holy shit. You got yeah. a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot going on. I'm actually uh, at my table before I, I got a board here with, uh, your players. I'm trying to sign back players, potential guys I'm signing for next year. I I'm, I'm working on putting some spring teams together. Uh, our winter team, obviously our premier team I'm working on and uh, I got summer camps, uh, info coming out soon. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been busy, um, all good. So, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to the spring and summer here now. For sure. And that's one thing I think people don't quite understand sometimes with coaching or GM jobs, you know, it's almost like you're constantly working. It's not just, Oh, the season's over. Okay. We'll, we'll look back at it. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, I'll stop and then I'll get back to it in a couple months. Like you, as soon as the season's over, you're already looking to make moves for mm -hmm. players. You're looking to see who you can sign, where to go. Everything mm -hmm. like that, man. It's just it's constantly. So I don't. I mean, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> it's a yeah. It's a lot. Like yeah. It just I got uh, you know kids emailing me. I'm emailing kids. I'm having phone calls. Uh, um, you know, it's it it, it it's uh, it was a lot. Even the team this year, like uh, you know, coming from when I played pro uh, and junior, we had we had trainers, uh, equipment managers. I was kind of all in one. You know, I, I would set the locker room up for the guys. I had the 
you know, the jerseys out, the equipment set up, uh, the, you know, the tape out. Uh, I didn't strap in any, we didn't, I didn't strap in any skates or anything like that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I was, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, just a lot of, you know, prepping the meetings. I set up the, you know, the team, the teams would come in. I have to set them up. We had a hockey TV that uh, played out. We had announcers for our games. I had to make sure they were set up. I have to, ro- you know, rosters and every who scratched. And um, it was, yeah, it was a lot of work. It was, it was, you know, I thought I was going to, you know, uh, you know, for me, the easiest part of it was like just being on the bench during the game. Cause that's what came natural to me. That was the easiest part actually to be able to coach in a game, whether you know, you're, you're up or you're behind or you, you, it's back and forth, whatever, uh, just all the other stuff that go along with it, setting up your trips, your recruiting, your calls, your, uh, you follow up with players and, uh, um, and it starts a younger now, like, you know, these kids are, this process starts way younger than it did years ago. So, and these kids, uh, are out there obviously with the social media and, and, um, and YouTube, a lot of these kids are, you know, are out there with a lot of stuff. So it helps a lot, but also hurts because they're, they're, you know, the, yeah, usually everybody knows who everybody is by now so, <laughs> right. at, at these ages. So no, it's funny, yeah. man, because you know, of course, I and I always, you know, give myself shit because I'm a terrible hockey player. I didn't start playing until I was maybe 22 or whatever. But even just the other day, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, me and my buddy went to a skate and shootout at Hertz Arena, and um, okay, man, you just see these kids, and they're, you know, they're like eight, nine years old. And they're hauling so much ass, and they would make us look yeah. just silly out there. It is insane yeah. to me how how early – like, I, I know back in the day, you know, Canada kid, oh, you know, you're raised on the pond and you play pond hockey. But now it's like it's yeah. today – with today's, uh, you know, parents and everything, it's like as soon as a kid can walk, you're already going to clinics, everything like that. Not even just, like, learning yeah. how to skate. It's like clinics, everything like that. So it's just – um, it's insane to me how how – I, I guess yeah. how good they get so young, but also like how much they're already doing it so young. Because I remember I was in like a hockey 101 class and I was like five years old and that was about as far as it went. And then I went to like Pee Wee for a yeah. year and then we moved away from the rink. So after that, I never played again. But now it's like yeah. hockey 101. Okay, straight to clinics. It's it's nuts. Yeah, no, they they, they have the path and um yeah it's like for the rink i was at superior for 20 years it was like learn to skate public sessions and then it was friday night clinic mondays mini mini mites we called it game little cross ice games and and then from there we started you know this kid's ready for travel this kid needs a little more um time and and the way and, and the way the way we went you know and um um you know all these kids that are are, are doing great things in hockey and um, the kids I'm, I'm coaching now at the junior level, they, this is where it starts. You need, that's, that's the grassroots. That's where you, they got to get that base. They got to get that reps in. They got to, they got to play and develop. And, uh, so it, 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 all levels are important. Just, uh, you know, I try to try to explain that to, to, to the families and stuff like that. It's, uh, um, that it, it is a process, but, uh, you know, those early years are important to get that, uh, get your skills in. Right. And well, I got to ask you, I'm always curious about this with, you know, a guy like yourself and your playing career, you were, you know, in that enforcer, the tough guy, you know, grinder role. Do you ever have kids that you played with or not that, excuse me, kids that you've coached and they're just like, you know, they might do research and like, coach, what the hell were you doing when you played? Cause you know, you look it up. Yeah. You had over yeah. 200 penalty minutes in Dayton, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, I've had a lot of that, but somebody that we just, uh, we just brought out Jimmy Mazza. You know, I had Jimmy at five years old too. He still works for me. You know, um, I can remember coming off, um, you know, teaching him one time and, and his, he's like, coach, he's like, he said a name to me. And I was like, how do you know that name? He's like, I found an article on the hockey news about you getting suspended and fighting this, <laughs> fighting this guy and stuff like that. And uh, so like, yeah, I got a lot of that. Um, uh, you know, good. Uh, I, I spoke to you when I, when I was on, on the podcast originally, I talked about that, uh, the brawl that we had in, uh, in Utica when I was like in the Pelly box trying to get up in the stands and hopefully getting called up. And, um, we played there this year. We, I took my Utica has a junior team in our premier league and we played there. So I kind of sent, like I had a group text with the players and I sent out the, the article about me going in the stands and stuff like that. And <laughs> I got in the locker room. I didn't really have to say much to get the guys fired up. They're like, that's awesome coach. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got that over the years. Like some of the dads, uh, you know, even recently, I mean, it happened for years, but even recently uh, I posted a hockey card and it was about the 45 Pelly Mints I had in the, in the one game and colonial league for Dayton versus uh, Brantford. And I fought um, Mike Bajerni and Jesse Austin, and I was in the penalty box fighting. And uh, 
a lot of some the kids and dads are like, how'd you get 45 pounding minutes in one game? And I was like explaining to them, like, got a 10, then I got a five, then I got another five, then before the playing box, they threw me out. Next thing you know, 45 minutes later, you know, I led the league. I think I led all pro hockey that year, actually, in all the leagues from North America <laughs> for the most pounding minutes in, in one game. So, you know. That's great, man. Um, yeah. So well, how old are the kids that you're coaching? You said, I believe you said they were 18, right? Yeah, so – uh, yeah, the kids were, I had, I had kids from 16 to 20. So gotcha. they were born uh, 2004 to 2001 this year. So oh, that makes me feel, yeah, six, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 16 to, yeah, 16 to 20 they were. Yeah, so, yeah. so in, in the league that you guys are, are in, is there fighting allowed? Or is uh, in our game? league, we, yeah, our league, uh, I, I our league is uh, five. It's a game, but no, no, that's it. You get thrown out of that game, and you can play the next game. No, it's not bad. So, it's not bad at all. We actually had a few this year. Like I was, I was pretty proud say, of the guys. Yeah, you posted it. I've yeah, seen you post a couple of videos. Oh, I might have tagged you. Yeah, I think I post, posted a few. Yes. I might have tagged you. We had a couple of good ones this year. We had a couple of good ones this year. You know, I, I again, it was like I, uh, I try to tell the guys to play physical. Um, but there was a there, when the games got out of control, I was you know I I, I kind of you caught you caught a little bit because you you are thrown out of the game and you you're, you're as a co- it's crazy as a coach because I played I, I grew up in that era I love that, that part of the game I, I did it for a living and it, it uh, helped help my help my life help my career but I was like um, what do I do here and I was like you know what you know guys you know take care of business here we got we need to take care of business here. we need to stick up for ourselves and. And uh, uh, one of the guys said to me, he "Goes, coach, I, uh, I wanna, I wanna go out and fight this uh, this guy. He's been doing stuff all game." And I said, "You sure?" And he's like, "Yeah." I said, "Okay." And I was proud. The kid went out and and, and fought. And I I didn't want to be the coach that tapped the guy. You know, you never you respected that when you played because you kind of knew what you had to do. But also, a lot of guys you didn't appreciate it because you wanted to kind of do it on your own and stuff. But there were a few coaches that did that. Um, and some, and some coaches, you kind of just knew you had, you knew when he, you know, you knew the situation. So, but, uh, yeah, we had a couple fights this year. We had a couple brawls guys stuck up for each other. I think it maybe didn't look good at the time. Some of the brawls or whatever, but, uh, obviously I think it brought the team together. Um, the guys actually loved it, you know, and, um, sticking up for each other. And, uh, and, uh, I, I actually, you know, went over it. Like I grabbed the guys before one of the games, I was showing them some stuff to, I knew there might be some fights right. that game. I was okay, like you know, if you have our, our, our league, like guys can wear half shield, a full mask. So I was like, make sure if he's got a full mask on, you want to, you know, keep your glove on for a second, but you want to be able to try to get his helmet off and show him a little a couple of tricks. And um, so you know, I didn't want them going in, you know, not uh, not ready. So. No, I think that's important. And, you know, today's game has changed so much from, you know, even when I grew up watching to when you played, um, it's changed mm-hmm. drastically from that. But I still think it's important that kids uh, and even players, not even just kids. Uh, like I know it was uh, there was an article that came out and Steve Martinson, legendary coach, he coaches Allen, yeah. brought in Yablonski uh, when Yablonski was kind of yeah. wheeling around with Idaho just to bring him in and give the guys pointers because uh, it's it's going out of the obviously fighting is on its way out or it's, you know, it's at a minimum. Um, it's still a right. bit more rough in the ECHL, but I think it's important because some of these guys go up in the leagues and they've never they've never fought before. And I'm not saying that you got to train a guy to become the next Bob Probert, but you got to know how to defend yourself. So I do think that's still important even in today's game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, like I said, I grabbed that. Uh, you know, I grabbed I grabbed guys this year at times. I when I saw where the path that was going to happen in that game or the next game against that team. Um, and I'm proud of the guys. All, like our guys stood up for themselves this year, and and um, I'm very proud. You know, uh, I don't. You know, we I said you know don't start it. You know, be a physical. You know, play hard, play rough, play tough. But uh, you know, don't 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 start it at this level anyway. Um, but don't you know make sure you finish it. And some guys took care. You know, some guys did good. So no, for sure. That's Absolutely. and that's how it should be. I think you know. Um, yeah. So some of the guys uh, that you've that you've coached and have gone pro, of course, we brought up Jimmy Maza, and I think you said the other one um, it was when I first posted a fight. I think I was in Iowa at the time. I think it was. Um, well, I can't remember. I remember his last name, Lohan, because he's the cousin of Lindsey Lohan. I 
can't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, yes, you yeah, Ke- Kevin, yeah. yeah, yeah, Kevin, yeah, Kevin, uh, kid, grew up here. He played for played for played for us at the Royals uh, um, back in the day. Um, great family. Uh, he was one of a late bloomer kid. Again, uh, he played his, uh, you know, played out up in, out out west in Canada for junior. Went to Michigan. I think he finished up at BC, and he's been in Orlando now for several years. Big kid. Um, Greg said, "Great, great kid. You know, uh, great family." Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, if you told me, you, he was a he's a great story with that kid. If you, you at, at maybe like ten or twelve, if you'd say he's, you know, had a, a great Division One career and playing and playing pro in the American League and East Coast, like probably guys wouldn't have thought that about him, but. Uh, he he ended up uh, he ended up having carving out a nice little career for himself. Uh, he's a big kid. Um, I'm sorry, he dropped the gloves a few times. And like you said, he's uh, his first cousin is Lindsay Lohan. So he had a, he probably had to have a couple fights uh, over the years because of that. I'm sure, somebody. Oh, I'm sure. One of the guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, do you ever have guys come back to you like a, you know like the Jimmy Mazas or the Lohans and maybe ask you for pointers on on fighting at all, or like do they call you up and be like you know hey I'm playing this team they're kind of physical. Um, you have any tips for me at all? Yeah, no, I, I, um, with Jimmy, um, I remember when he was back in the, playing in the USHL, um, I think 2012, 2013, he, he, he was always a, he's a big physical kid. Um, he ended up coming out, having a couple fights, um early in the year and he did well and he called me one day it was towards the late uh, late in the year and he said coach he's like um um i got pulled in after after morning skate today and i was um the, co- the coach wants me to fight tonight and i think that was the first time he was ever in that situation um so uh, i can remember having a conversation with him that day about uh you know just you know you know do what you got to do, get it done early in the game, you know, um, stuff like that. I, I, I remember telling him not even recently, maybe something with the, you know, we got to work on your lefts a little bit, you know, he's, he's pretty good with the, he's been throwing a lot of rights. We got to work on your lefts a little bit, but um, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, uh, if, you know, with, with Jimmy, um, he's a kid that, like I was said earlier, like he was a kid, like even when he was like 15, 16, he would ask me about the pros and what it was like. So he kind of was dialed in at an early age um, of what he, he wanted to do. He was a pretty mature kid at early age. He was help, helping me coach. And um, I could, uh, you know, uh, it was funny. Was I, I was like, when he fought LeBlanc in the East Coast, who was, right. you know, I said, uh, I said, what happened? Like, you didn't know who he was. He's like, He's like, Jack, he's like, I didn't read the, I didn't read the game notes before. Usually like when you play, you come in for your game as even back when I played, there was this game notes, you know, that, that the, the guys in the front office would lay out for you, you know, like uh, who you're playing, how all the league stats, most everything. Right. And you would look at in the, on the front would be their, their roster and their, their, their games and probably minutes. And you kind of would know, but you, every once in a while you check, maybe there's a new guy playing with some penalty minutes or somebody got called up or sent down. So um, so he said, he goes, I didn't read the, I didn't, and I was, he goes, I didn't read the, I didn't read the game notes that night. And maybe because the game's changed so much, you don't, you know, you don't, you know, you don't always look cause you don't know who's, who's in the other lineup anymore. But, um, I said, well, good for you because, you know, you, you he, LeBlanc, I guess, you know, um, you know, checked the guy on his team, took him out pretty good. And he, he was the first guy there. And that's kind of Jimmy's, Jimmy's role, uh, this year with the team, um, as well, you know, he, he obviously wants to, uh, you know, put it to the points, but he's been played tough for them. He's been a, been a rock back there for them, and uh, he's had some fights and sticking up for the guys. Um, he's a big, uh, you know, he's he's big. Uh, his dad was a, a New York City police officer, so uh, retired um, Jim Senior. So he's been a pro cop and, you know, pro military guy. And um, so I mean, he, you know, he the night that they. Uh, they wear their military jerseys. He had a fight and he went off and he, he was getting the crowd going and stuff like that. So Jimmy gets it. You know, I, I hope that, uh, you know, he's had a rough two years with the COVID with the, the coast getting shut down. And uh, a lot of the teams were shut down um, and he had some injuries he had to come back from, but 
you know, he's, he's doing well. He likes it up there in, in Adirondack and, um, you know, I hope, uh, you know, hope things uh, keep going well from up there. So. Yeah, for sure. Adirondack seems like a pretty tough team from what I can tell, um, you know, from me following the coast this year and yeah, Mazza, he handles himself pretty well against PL3 there. Yeah. He did very well. Um, yeah. That's funny. We brought him up the right way. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's funny because, you, like you said, with today's hockey, you almost don't kind of expect a guy like that to come in. That's no disrespect yeah. to PL3, yeah. but like an NHL veteran. And you know, he did it yeah. for years. He fought in the LNH, for Christ's sakes. So it's yeah. um, it, it was funny. And I actually, I didn't, I had no clue that he even came in for a game until I saw, um, I think somebody posted I think it was what I think it might have been the, the Three Rivers um, Twitter page saying, okay. you know, oh yeah, Le- LeBlanc got in a fight. I was like, is that the same LeBlanc I'm thinking of? <laughs> like, holy shit! Yeah, and so yeah, I, yeah, I was able to post the he, fight. Uh, he actually, yeah, I mean, I think he wrote somewhere too. He was like, good, good job to, to the kid Mazza for fighting me. Somewhere like maybe on his Facebook or something, someone forwarded me something, and so it was you know it was good for Jimmy to uh, to you know fight a guy like that, you know, and get a little bit of press for it. So. Yeah, for sure. I got to give I got to yeah. give a shout out to PL3 because he shared the uh, the video that I posted. So it gets more clicks that way because he was like, you know, it was great. Oh, yeah. It was cool yeah. getting in a fight in my one game back or whatever. So, yeah, I, I think I know what Facebook post you're talking about. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So who are some of the other kids? Yeah. Not necessarily fighters, but who are some other kids that went on to be pro yeah. um, after your coaching? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, when I got back online, it was like 2001 when I got back to Long Island. Um and at the time, in those first few years, I was working at uh, teaching here locally and coaching. Uh, we had some guys start getting drafted um, to the NHL. Uh, Eric Nystrom, Commissarek, um, uh, Hughes. Um, and uh, so, I mean, remember, remember, I remember sitting, you know, remember, you know, thinking, and I saw some of the older teams, guys were starting to go off to play in the USHL and North American League and some guys. So I remember as a, as a young coach, um, thinking, Hey, that would be great. If, uh, if I was able to have some guys, uh, uh, be able to do that eventually one day. And, uh, um, so I kind of just dove into work, worked hard. I, I, I kind of, I, I like what I did. I started with actually, you know, I worked with different age levels back then, but the first team I took was a, was a Mike team, believe it or not. They were like six years old. <laughs> um, they were like 95, 94 birth dates on that way back then. So I kind of saw the whole process grow. Um, so I I kind of went with that group for a few years. Um, I was able to add Pat LaFontaine's son. Um, Pat Sox, you know, Hall of Famer, played for the Rangers, Islanders, and Sabres. He came on and started coaching me. His son Daniel played played for me. Um, so we uh, we started kind of this team. We so we kept taking his team. We were going Boston and out west, Chicago, and up in. Uh, up in Canada and we were like winning games, playing the best, best, uh, best teams out there. So, um, I think it was probably like all of a sudden around 2012, um, where a lot of the kids that we were coaching at the time or had been coaching started getting some attention. Um, and, uh, I, I the first one, I guess that jumps off the page wall was Sonny Milano. Um, yep. yeah, Sonny, uh, Remember, uh, I was at the at the national championships in 2012. Um, the Royals here, Long Island Royals, that we ended up winning the uh, national championship that year. It's U16. I can remember Sonny was there playing for Cleveland Barons, and I was spending some time with his dad. And I had scouts and guys I knew that I played with in the minors that were, were scouting and coaching in the USHL, and coming over to me and be like, "Hey, you know, can you give me an interview with that guy? How do you know him?" And, I'm like, it's Frank, you know, it's Sonny's dad. <laughs> like, no, that kid's on, he's on a path, that kid. I said, okay. And um, Sonny was the first one. He went, um, I had him for eight years. Um, he ended up going to the national development team um, and played in Plymouth in the OHL. And then he's played in Columbia. He went, was 16th overall in 2014. That was a pretty cool moment. I was at the draft in Philadelphia when he went in the first round. Um, you know, having a, a kid that he coached for eight years, his family, Caroline and Frank, and knowing them so long. And, um, you know, I got, we got to the hotel before the draft, spent some time with Sonny and his family. Um, and then watch him go in the first round to Columbus was, um, you know, pr- pretty cool. I think that was a moment where I was like, wow, all this years of coaching and 
something like that happens. And, you know, like that's where their career kind of now starts again for them. But um, it was pretty exciting. So Sonny, Sonny um, went in the first round of Columbus. That was my my first guy to go. Um, and he went on to have some years in Columbus. And uh, obviously now he's in Anaheim having a having a good go in Anaheim right now. He was part of that. Uh, he scored the goal with the Zegris, uh Alley oop, Michigan. Uh, Michigan. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I flipped the puck to Sonny, and Sonny knocked it in. So, um, I'll tell you this about uh, Sonny. Like, um, now I had him. I had him for eight years. Um, he was a player that uh, now. Now you see where he's got like in in the NHL and how how well he's done. And you see him as a kid. He he was actually working on his craft, perfecting his craft as a kid. In practice, he would come down the ice with the puck and go wide, come back to the middle. He would flip the puck on a stick over to the defenseman and then skate around the defenseman, get it, and he'd go in and score a goal. And then you'd kind of like in practice, you'd go to him on the line and say, Sonny, uh, that was pretty cool. But I mean, like that might not work in a game. And he's looking up at you like, oh, yeah, you know, like, right. But he was he was perfecting his craft. Like he was he was he was he was. He was doing things on the ice that uh, he just didn't start doing his stuff when he got older. He was he did it his whole career. And guys, that you talk about levels of games. He was a kid that, you know, was working on that stuff at a young age, um, doing doing some different things, special things. And um, you kind of see now where, you know, you turn the TV on, he, he makes that play with Zegers. He was on – he scored between his legs on Ben Bishop last season, player you know, NHL player of the week. So, um you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool to see it kind of come 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 full circle for him, and you know, good good kid. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, well, you know, so moving away from coaching a little bit. Uh, so I met yeah. up with a couple guys out in Nashville. I don't. I think you might have seen the picture yeah. of me with uh with old Goose. That, yeah. So Goose. I know, yeah. I, I, and I didn't get a picture with everybody else after. Um, but a couple other guys were out there, and another one I got to ask you about, and I, I probably asked you about him in the um, the first mm-hmm. interview we had. But uh, I got to meet all, and I've been trying to get this this bastard on the damn podcast. And so I, I went up with him. I said, I said, <laughs> I said, Phil, you know who this is? Uh-huh. And of course, he's looking at me like, who the hell is this kid? Yeah. And I was like, it's Alec with Fiverr Fighting. I've DM'd you so many times. You need to come on the fucking podcast. Yeah. And Goose yeah. is giving him shit. He's like, you need to go on the podcast with him, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, and so that was one of your teammates with Huntsville. Do you yeah. have any Phil Dangle stories for us? Oh, my God. Ah, uh, geez. Yeah, the little general. They called him the little <laughs> general. Um, we actually traded. He's like, uh, we traded for him at, the, at that year. We got him like with, he was playing in Jacksonville uh, that year. And we had a, we had a bench clearing brawl with, 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 uh, with Jacksonville that year. And I think he was one of the guys that were like kind of started it. And um, he, he, he was just that perfect, like third, third line guy who can just, he was a pain in the ass to play against, um, you know, you know, could get underneath the other team's skin and he, he dropped the gloves and fight. Um, you know, Oh geez. You know, some of the stories I probably, I don't know if I could stay on here with him, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, no, he, he, he was, uh, he was a big part of big. He was a big part of, uh, uh, you know, I think he played in Huntsville for several years. Um, yeah. He still lives there. You know, I think he has some car dealerships, used car dealerships. Uh, uh, I think they, uh, the Channel Cats, before they went to the Havoc, they retired his number um, there. So, um, but Diggs, uh, Diggsy was, uh, you know, the little general, you know, they said the guys, uh, he, he was, uh, he, he was, uh, a lot of energy for them um, could, could kind of get the other team off their game. And again, he was a guy that uh, he, he could, you know, every once in a while we get those big goals too. So, right. Um, yeah. So the Daisy was, uh, and we see him every year at the, I see him not, well, we've been off for a couple of years, COVID, but I'll see him at the Huntsville uh, uh, April 1st and 2nd this year. Um, we have the uh, legends of Huntsville hockey uh, charity game, alumni game for, uh, for autism. So, um, Daisy, uh, I'll catch up with Daisy, Daisy then. Yeah. It's funny. I, mm-hmm. I felt bad because I couldn't see, uh, we had so many people there with us cause it was my wife and I, the, yeah. both sets of our parents. And then 
a bunch of other co- like coworkers and stuff that we work with in our industry. And so it was just like herding cats because everybody wanted to bar hop. So I felt bad. I like, and the, of course, like we were yeah. going to sit down and talk about a bunch of shit. I was like, Goose was like, you know, yeah, we'll sit down and we'll get some old CHL stories going. I was like, hell yeah. And so I was like, oh, we'll get us table yeah. over here. Right when they got there, the whole place like basically went from a bar and like some live music to a fucking nightclub. And so everything okay. changed. I was like, oh, I can't even get any stories. Yeah. Out. And I felt bad. Um, so yeah. I definitely got to get a get a rain check on that and get some stories out of those guys. I'd love they should. I would love to get them down for a um, like a round table interview. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, all that yeah. Those guys played together for a while there together. That'd be some good some good stories for, yeah, sure. for sure. Um, so you know, I was, funny. was Gibby I was there. Gibby, was Gibby there? John Gibson? Did you meet I, Gibby? I think so. There was a like like I said. I think yeah. there was three or four of them there. And then by the like yeah. said, by the time they got there, was the there. music was so fucking loud. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. yeah. Like we were like screaming over each other, basically. Um, yeah. But yeah, there was a. It was him. It was it was Daggle Goose, and I think it was it was Todd Doherty there. He might did you guys like? Did you guys like plan to be the? Hey, were you guys messing? With me? I'm in Nashville. Did you guys? You were just there, and we're like, holy shit! I think that's or he. Oh no! So, that he, so did they go? Hey, that's fucking Alec over there. Was, yeah. <laughs> no, nobody would probably recognize yeah. my dumbass. Um, yeah. No, so Mike had messaged me a while back asking if I was going to the Nashville game because I guess they had bought tickets, and it okay. was funny enough. It was like a couple days after we bought ours, and um, I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna be there." He's like, "Oh, we got to meet up." So I said, "Okay." So originally it was it was Goose there first, then all the other guys came afterwards. Um, but that was, like I said, that was when the place almost like turned into a nightclub. So we were like, what the hell's going right. on? Um, but yeah, no, it was a good time. Like I said, I gotta, I gotta get, uh, yeah. get them on again or at least probably get goose on again. And like I said, try to get a round table. So that'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been good stories. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, and I was looking on YouTube and I still have not found any more footage of your fights. And I don't know if I asked you this in the first interview, cause like I said, it was so damn long ago. Do you have any fight yeah. tapes of, of like you know your career at all you know what i had um i yeah there used to be a lot more on there and i guess the page got taken down whoever had the page took it down and um so the fights are down but um i yeah i have um i have some dvds around here i should probably try to get that somehow up, uploaded but um yeah no I, I used to have more on there and the whoever the, the page went down so um but yeah, no, I have you know just a couple on there with like with holiday and stuff. So, um, but uh, yeah, no, I yeah, no, I, I I do have more. I just got to get them up somehow. So if I, I you, get, you send know. those to me, I could probably well, yeah. I said I'll play you know I, the mule here. But if you send those to me, I can probably send those yeah. up to Darren at Fourth Line Voice, and I'll make it. I'll okay. make him do all the work for us. I'll just be the I'll just be the runner okay. for it. <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah i i'll i'll do that i i have like old well, what happened was i i when i played i had um at the end of the year i went in and um we well when i played it was like the vhs stuff right oh, like right, that was still, right. they were they were, you know what i mean in the 90s it was vhs so at the end of the year i was able to go in and and grab some of them and i so i have a i had a bunch and then i sent uh you know, I, I put them to DVD and I sent, you know, I sent them out. Some people wanted them. I sent, sent it out and they were up and then some got taken down and, uh, but a few, there's a few, few on there right now, but I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I would love to, you know, get some of those back up. So. Yeah, for sure, man. We got to get, we got to get some Jack Craig yeah. footage out there. I'll yeah. probably pop them in and watch them before I send them to Darren. I'll be greedy and make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Watch yeah. It first. Um, yeah. There's a few <laughs> of them I have, like, uh, I think I post a couple of them I have from, just actually from uh, just taping the TV or whatever, like that's from the DVD. I've actually right. like videoed some of them, like and sent them out. I'm like, I posted a couple like uh, on, on on, but um, yeah, no. As far as that, I can I can I can send that over, no problem. Absolutely, man. Well, yeah. you know, I think that pretty much covers it, man. I, you know, this is cool. I like I like hearing the, you know, I t- I talked with like Kevin Kaminsky a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. and seeing these, these, you know, kind of the, the fourth liners, the tough guys kind of turn to coaching and it's, yeah. it's very cool to see that. I know you said you guys won nine out of your last 10 games. Um, so yeah. see, and you've got all these alumni that you've coached, um, who are in the NHL, ECHL. Yeah. So clearly you're doing something right. I know a lot of people put that mark on players like, Oh, you know, what does he know? He just fought or whatever. And you see like the yeah, Campbells yeah. and the Damian Coxes of like the hockey news say that stuff. So it's really cool to see you doing well. And I'm, I'm glad to, you know, cause this is your first year being head coach for the Islanders. Correct. 
Yes, first year up, moved over to, up to junior. You, you, you know, um, yeah, absolutely. I got another guy, you know, Robert Master Simone. He's got BU right now. He's drafted in the second round by the Red Wings. Um, you know, it's Steve Ruggiero, got drafted by Anaheim. Matt Carnales did very well this year at Harvard. He played at, uh, for me, he's at, uh, at Harvard. Uh, uh, mid first round pick to Calgary. And then we have, you know, Nick Hutchinson, the former players in Manitoba right now in the America League. Um, so, yeah, no, it's it's a lot. Like, you know, it's you know, I'm very fortunate. I, um, you know, when I, like I said, when I during my end of my career, I wanted to coach after. Um, I had a passion for the game, and and uh, I was very lucky. Like by playing at those, like I didn't play in the NHL, but playing in all those pro leagues and being in Merck League camps, and and you know, in the in the in the in the leagues that I played in, you know, like eight or nine of my coaches were former NHL players. And those guys were guys that were coached by the Scotty Bowmans and the Mike Keenans and the list goes on and on. So the guys I had coaching me through my junior, Steve Jensen was my junior coach, played Olympics and NHL. So, um, you know, having these being coached by those guys is 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 unbelievable. The, the knowledge and the game, you know, the, not just the drills, but just the in game and just getting to know the guys and, and the and the. Um, to be coached by those guys, you know, I took all that and, and, and I learned when I got back home to Long Island, there was some good coaches at, at the rink when I got home. Um, um, guys that were good, good team coaches, uh, game, game coaches, skills coaches. And, you know, you, you take all that in all your, all your experiences, uh, what you liked, what, what, what the guy, what the guys that coached you that played at high levels, NHL, and, and you kind of develop your own, uh, your, your own thing. And, uh, and your own systems and your own beliefs and, and you go from there. And, and that's uh, kind of where, where, I, where I, what I, what I stick to. And like I said earlier, like the game, the, I love to be in the game and the strategy and the back and forth, you know, is, is, is still um, keeps me involved with the game. I mean, if the opportunity arises, would you like to move up from junior and possibly be like, you know, the coach in the ECHL or even the SPHL, something like that? Yeah, that, well, that was the move. That's why I made this move. Um, I was at the AAA youth level, so um, going to junior and having the uh, what I have to do to run a, to run a junior team and coach a junior team is, is would set me more up if I wanted to do a, a professional level uh, or or a higher junior league or a, or a, a professional team is why I why I made this move basically. So to 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 further you know to try to further my career eventually. Um, so yeah, no, I would love to, you know, you know, if I got to start the SP or East coast that, you know, that might happen, you know, one day. So that, that, that's the plan right now. So, you know, for sure, man. But, and that'd, uh, that'd, be, that'd be great. I never had, I always wanted to ask you because, uh, you know, I, I never asked you the first one, Chris, how was it meeting Chris Nyland? Oh man. I, you know, I've, I've, I've been slacking on that. I've been meaning to do a full episode on that to go through like my entire visit. Yeah. Um, what a trip that was, man. I, was, you went up there and met him, right? I did. I did. It was. I got yeah. to stay at his house. It was funny. It was like you know, cooking with Nylon is because the, the man just loves to cook. And we, I think we only went out to okay. eat like one time. Um, but I, what a what a surreal moment because he turned into my favorite player. There was like I found out about his career later on because obviously being born in '96 and growing yeah. up, I'm not going to be I'm, who's Chris Nylon. It was until the last uh, last Gladiators documentary came out when I got to. Um, really do a deep dive in his career. And I started looking him up and he turned into my favorite player easily. And he extended that invite to me while I was out in the Marine Corps. And obviously in the Marine Corps, it's kind of hard to say, Hey, uh, staff sergeant, can I take leave and go to Canada for a week or whatever? Yeah. Um, so once I got out of the Marines, it was when I was finally able to get up there and meet him. And it was, it was so much fun. It was, it was nice and nice and cold because yeah. down here in Florida, it's just nothing but hot. So I got, got a nice break yeah. from the the warm weather here. And we went to a Habs versus Bruins game at the Bell Center. That was an unreal experience. And dude's just funny. And I know he's coming out with his own podcast now, too, because um, he's not with TSN 690 anymore. So he's coming yeah, out with his own that, podcast. Yeah. So I can't wait to see what that brings. But meeting Nyland was definitely easily one of the coolest experiences ever. And even right after that, um, he got me in contact with Andre Waugh, who was my favorite player from the Lightning, because I, I watched the sure Lightning is. growing up. And then – Two days later, after I come home from Montreal, I'm going to Orlando to go have beers with Andre Waugh. So it was like the most oh, exciting cool. week for like a, a fanboy. Uh, yeah, in that yeah. in that, that moment, cool. so it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can remember uh, being a Ranger fan. We were at season tickets back then, so 
I can remember the Rangers were struggling a little bit. They were getting kind of pushed around, and we we traded for Joel Patterson. Rangers got Patterson, and then uh, a couple, like maybe a week later, we got we got we got Nyland. We traded for 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 Chris Nyland, and his first game he fought uh, Craig Berube. Yeah. Um, it just he just kind of changed the tone of the team that year. You know, he came next game. He, I think he fought. Uh, you know, he was just seemed like he was fighting all the time. And uh, like I said, having season tickets, I'm like. I can remember going down to the glass, you know, getting there early to the game and going for warm ups and being down behind the glass and not, you know, him skating around, skating around. I'm like this guy is, he's, he's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, he came in next said he fought Dave Brown and he, you know, and anybody who had done stuff to the Rangers that year or the year before he was, he was uh, one by one trying to, trying to go after guys. But then I got a chance to get his autograph outside after when I was, I was like probably 16 years old, got his autograph uh, after, after the game, he was a pretty cool guy, but uh you know, I, I see. You know, I see him. Uh, he's still uh, still doing well, and uh, you know, doing the. Uh, I was going to say get a podcast, but he was doing the you know the commentary or, you know, on one of the radio shows up there for for the Canadian. So, uh, but uh, yeah, good for him. Yeah, he was one of my favorites. He was a guy that uh, really had a, you know, it'd be an American kid too. You know, um, and not the biggest guy. So you know, as you know, he was somebody that uh, can you kind of looked up to. You know, right. Um, the guy you thought about when you were getting involved and, and getting, you know, going in and fighting, it was a guy like uh, somebody you looked up to it was an island for sure for me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. And it was, it was cool. I yeah. got to go on TSN 690 one time. He invited me on. So I got to nerd out and talk yeah. hockey fights on TSN for like half an hour. And that was a whole lot yeah. of fun too. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, for sure. man. Well, uh, I appreciate you for taking the time to, to talk to me. I'm, I'm glad we were finally able to make it happen. You and I were both having scheduling yeah. issues. You had hit with COVID. Then I, I forget what happened with me. I had to take a rain check one night. It felt bad. I hate taking yeah. rain checks. Um, but I'm glad we were able to make it happen, dude. Definitely. Definitely, Alec. Thanks, man. Thanks for having Thanks for we Got the jersey, old uh, jersey on, too. Oh, of course. And you know what? I love me. it, though, because I, as I mentioned that your your fights, that there's minimal on YouTube. But the one fight that matters yeah. is your fight and holiday in this jersey. So I could always match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love these yeah. things. It's, they're so ugly. Like, yeah. this logo's terrible, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the old, what, the hamburger, yeah, the old hamburger. Yeah, you put, uh, some, yeah, no, uh, you put no. some wear on this thing. That's for damn sure. Things yeah, no, it was stitched <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah, I remember they, they opened up the sleeves a little bit for me there and a couple cuts or whatever. <laughs> you think they'd have two jerseys for you back then, but no, it was just that was it. That's the one. So, that was like early yeah. Colonial League days too. That was that was real early. That was yeah, 90, yeah, it was before. Yeah, year before United League. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was 90, 96, 97, Yeah, yeah, but it was. I mean, it's good. Like the the Thrashers, like uh, Danbury's getting a lot of got that that whole thing blew up on the uh, on the Netflix. Oh yeah, it's um, insane. United League, so guys like you play in that league. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I played with, yeah, I mean, I played with uh Gretzky, Brent, Brent was on my team in Nashville. Some of the guys that were still there were still uh, a couple guys in the league still that that I that I uh played with or against at that time, but uh, no, they got it, uh, it was pretty cool that uh, that, that kind of blew up there, so yeah, for sure. Whenever, for sure. whenever my wife and I get a house, um, I've had a couple guys send me jerseys before, so I'm gonna have those framed up and. Um, I'm going to put the, uh, like the podcast art. One thing I love too, is that you said the, the podcast art I have for your episode from forever ago. That's still your profile picture on Facebook. It kills me every time. I love it. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I left it on there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to put like yeah. whatever podcast art I had for that guy at the time. Um, I'm going to go back yeah. and put it under each, um, each Jersey. So, um, no, I, yeah, I, I kept I, it on there. Yeah. I appreciate you for sending me this, man. You definitely didn't have to do it. It was unreal. When I, I, I opened it up, I was like, Holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, um, you know, yeah, like this, and I appreciate what you do, like, uh, you know, having, having the podcast, I mean, Bart's has been a big part of it. Bart's, you know, um, uh, Pat Barton, um, I appreciate it. I know, you know, you, you, you collect the jerseys and you, um, you asked about the jersey when we had the podcast. So I, you know, like, you know, I figured that, uh, you know, pre appreciation of what you do and having me on, you know, um, that uh you know i want you to have it so i appreciate it man You're i can't welcome, thank, can't thank yeah. you enough for that um yeah but thanks yeah. thanks again for coming on dude it's been awesome uh like i said love hearing the yeah. coaching stories it's fun to get a little bit of a change change of pace but still talk some fighting here and there so it's 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 a fun time yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah i mean uh 
you know, we probably go out, you know, go on hours, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you know what, I'm, like I said, I, um, I, you know, I'm glad to see, I mean, you're posting on the, I'm seeing the East coast thing, there's some fights going on and, and, uh, it's some physical play going on. And I just hope, uh, you know, Rangers got Reeves this year and it kind of, he's only fought twice, but it kind of changed the whole, it shows something like, you know what I mean? Like right. a couple of weeks ago, we played the Capitals, we beat the Capitals and Wilson was, didn't do a thing, you know? So it really, it, I wish people understood that that's, that, a, that's a big part, part of the game. And I was, I was shocked Wilson. I mean, at one point they were losing, uh, Rangers kind of beating up on him late in the game. I, I you know, I'm like, Wilson's got to go. He's got to go. Somebody's got to go Reeves. Right. And, uh, um, but I think he didn't. And it just, it just tells you how important that, uh, he has been to the Rangers Reeves, you know, he's contributed a little bit as a fourth liner, um, but I think his whole presence has, you know, just changed the Rangers game. I mean, Tristurkin's been unbelievable, obviously, but, uh, and they have some guys up front having great seasons, but, you know, I think Reeves is a, a big presence. And I believe that, 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 that role is so important still. And you see, I mean, some of the best teams in the league still have that, right. Cal, you know, Calgary's got it, you know, Colorado's got it. The Rangers got it. Like, so I, you know, um, some of the teams that are having success have that that element still, that toughness, that a guy that you know, a couple guys that can you know can 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 play that role. So, um, you know, it's um, it's 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 you know, just out of the it's entertaining, but it's part of the game, and uh, hopefully, it doesn't totally ever go out. It's never going to be the same as it was, but hopefully, uh, it's, it stays in the game. Absolutely, and that's why you know I, I'm yeah. fortunate enough to have guys like yourself on the podcast and. Uh, because I, I, you know, people might look at the podcast like, "What is this?" And you know, I promise I'm not, I'm not just preaching into the clouds here, old man yelling at clouds or whatever. But uh, it's still an important yeah. part of hockey, and you still see, it, especially in the coast too. Yeah, no, yeah, it's uh, there's been some. Uh, was a kid from Florida has been fighting a lot there. I think you had you had him on. Oh, uh, Blashman, yeah, he's on. Um, yeah, he's on South Carolina now. Yep, yeah, that's a, yeah, a kid, he, 22 years old, just taking on monsters. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that video too. Like, yeah, a couple fights in the video. The red line at the at the pregame warm up, going oh, back yeah. and forth and stuff. So it's good to have some of that in the game still. You know, <laughs> it it's is game within the game. You know, but, so, absolutely, yeah. man. So uh, I want to give a shout out to my uh, one of the guys that uh, Clark Gillies passed away this year recently. Yep. So Clark was, uh, you know, obviously. Uh, Big reason why I played, he was a neighbor of mine in uh, on Long Island. Um, you know, I mean, what can you say about the guy? He was a legend, you know, um, in the game of hockey and locally, obviously. So, yeah, Clark was uh, – I can still remember those first memories of him, you know, like fighting Terry O'Reilly. So, those are like, uh, you know, kind of the way I kind of grew – you know, as a, we were Ranger fans, but uh, um, those are the first kind of memories of uh, of, of watching uh, watching hockey back then was uh, – was it was Clark fighting the, you know, Bobby Nystrom and Clark Gillies fighting the Bruins and the Flyers and the Rangers. So it was kind of my first memories of, uh, for hockey. So. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Uh, but, uh, yeah. It, you know, rest in peace there, Clark, uh, you know. Absolutely, yeah, man. So, yeah. It was a uh, yeah. very unfortunate. I think you went way, yeah. too, way too soon, right. way too soon. Yeah. It's, you know, pretty quick. Yeah. Pretty quick. So, but, uh, it didn't, you know, they, he did some nice things here for him at, uh, on Long Island at the Islander game. So, you know, but, uh, just, uh, you know, a legend. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, man, thank you again for taking the time to come onto the podcast. I'll definitely got, I got to get you yeah. in a round table with a couple of teammates or something like that. And we can go over some old channel yeah. ad stories or some shit like that, man. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, if you get, to, I mean, geez, you know, you got, uh, yeah, Zerber, Pete Zerber, yep. uh, Zerbs, goose you know there'll be some there's been some good stories since we played together but we can we can you know we'll stick to the ones when we play together but uh <laughs> yeah those uh, i'll see those uh hopefully i see all those guys uh in april here we'll have the uh oh i have my jersey over here the uh got the uh our huntsville uh this is from 2012 oh there you go yeah that's her uh autism awareness jersey you know so pretty cool we wear those during the game and uh, we auction them off after the game and all the money goes to uh, the Autism Resource Foundation in uh, in Alabama. 
Um, so it's a, it's a great event. And like I said, it's, uh, we, we lost a couple of years of COVID, but, uh, you know, it's April 1st. So we're going to be down there. Hopefully all the guys, uh, you know, all the guys that live down there will be there, but hopefully we got a few of the guys that, uh, you know, will come back in town from, from, uh, you know, living in Canada or wherever. So looking Absolutely, forward man. to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, you have yourself a great night, man. And we'll definitely yeah. do this again for sure. hundred percent. Absolutely. Thank you. Of course, man. Have a good one. Thanks, Alex. Take care.